Wake up, everybody. Wake up. Wake up. Wake up. Time to get up. It's time to get it's up. A, Welcome to the two half squats. It's a new day. It's a new day and a day that is, you're, you'd be well advised to start your new day in a good way by listening to Jeff and Dave. I'm Jeff. And I'm Dave. And we are the two half squads. The one, the one and only podcast dedicated 100% to the greatest game in the world, advanced squad leader. Squad leader. We are not to say it. I think it's episode 315. We're recording from our own homes today, so it's why we're stepping on each other's voices a little. And, yes. Because uh, I had a cold, but I got a lot done in my cold, Jeff. Do you want to see? Well, did you put? Did you get uh, Laura to put Vicks Vapor Rub on your chest? No, I did not. She's in Florida. Oh, man. Well, I would have come over and done that. It, don't, don't, don't make me laugh, please. <laughs> don't make me laugh. Okay, I'll just hang up. Did you go fix? Were you a Vicks Vapor Rub kid when you were little? Uh, just a little bit yeah. for a while. I think mom was into that. Oh, my mom did it all. That she lived by Vicks, Vicks and Ben Gay. That was the thing. Yeah, that menthol spell. Yeah, I still love that. Even though they've changed the formula because camphor, which was a big ingredient in Vicks, is a carcinogen. Yeah, I don't smoke cigarettes. I could smell Vicks. Anyway, I'm. How are you? <laughs> What were you doing? All right. What were you doing? Well, I cleaned out under the uh, stairs where I had fixed the stairs last time. And oh, Laura yeah. looked, I tried to show her above and all she saw was piles of junk <laughs> and said, are you, you're not going to die and leave that for me, are you, to clean up? Those are so, valuables. I got under there, man, and I got like a dozen model kits on eBay from under there. I And I built one, this old Airfix 15 millimeter fort. Check oh. it out. Nice. And I found that I had even the base ready to go with beveled edges from when I was at school and sanded them down. I guess I had a bunch of these masonite squares that were desert color. Then mm. I repainted this one because the beveling built the kit while watching episodes of Dark Shadows and some movies. Very and nice. there we go. We now have a 15 millimeter kit so you could use it for D, &D but the figures would be pretty tall in there and then i, well, I wanna... can you can you run a game with the french foreign legion and some opposing forces of some kind yes indeed and you can even do the british colonials um you have were out miniatures? yeah i don't remember if i kept my french foreign legion now oh. I, I mean, that kid sat there for 20 years under there gotta get that back, to be Dave. Yeah, it's interesting. You get into a project and you buy some stuff and then you kind of go to the next project. But I did make snow for the frost grave. We can now toss these around. I did some on a rubbery stair covering mat and some on tag board using two different styles. This is a textury one and this is a smooth one. So for you people out there, I recommend the Aliens True Snow. Ding, 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 ding. Mm -hmm. Oh, oh sponsor to heck with them. They don't get and it. The snow tech is kind of lumpy, but if you like it looking better gravelly, it's a maybe it's a matter of choice. So I did a bunch of snow for the game and painted some other miniatures and stuff like that. Watched oh. a lot of Dark Shadows and I gave myself, Jeff, you'd be proud, permission to fast forward the heck out of them if it wasn't gothic-y and if it just i could read the descriptor yeah in this episode so and so explains this and 
someone discovers this. And I'm like, okay, I really give myself the Hallett permission. Skip it. Go to the good, good Gothic episodes. And if you see something happening, oh, stop it. Watch that little part. Yeah, that's a good idea. I was going to say, no, I withdraw that, that permission. <laughs> you got to go back and watch those no. word for word. Yeah. No, there's 26 up seasons. Yeah. No, you yeah, don't do that. Don't do that. Anyway, what you been up to? Yeah, I, you know, looking back at the snow, the little snow things you have. Do you, uh, do you ever notice on a TV show, which is, you know, a TV show supposedly, like, I'm thinking of NCIS, which supposedly takes place in Washington, but they obviously film it in California, Southern California. And so they need snow in a scene. And sometimes it's pretty good. They do a pretty good job. But sometimes, especially in early shows and when the show is new and they don't have as much money for props just like they'll put a pile of sheets white sheets on the ground really yeah well if you look closely you could say that's not snow yeah. that's not snow somebody came somebody just had a white towel and they threw it on the ground it really does look like that if you look closely but what have i been doing well <laughs> i kind of got into a thing with my sister she wrote the other day where i keep in touch with my brothers and sisters in a chat group and she wrote the other day that she was reading a book called the uh, reading a book, a novel that was really good about Operation Paperclip. And as you may recall, Operation Paperclip was the post-World War II effort to get the German scientists, rocket scientists in particular, and nuclear scientists over to the United States to help us with our space program. And so, and I said, so she said, yeah, I'm reading this book and it's really good. And I said, oh, yeah, I know about Operation Paperclip. Maybe I should read that book. And so she told me the name of it. It was called The German Wife. And she and I usually like the same kinds of things. We both read A Gentleman in Moscow uh, last year, which we both really loved, which, are, which is a really good book. Anyway, so I got the book out from the library on ebook and I started reading it. What's it? It's it. Can I say this? It's just you and me, right? Yeah. It's a chick book. Oh. It's about chicks. It's about a woman. <laughs> it's about a woman who um her husband is a rocket scientist and he gets taken out of Germany and later on she comes over and how they're integrating into society in Georgia. I think yeah, they're in Georgia. And then also about the American side you know, having to accept these people and are they accepting them? So it is, you know, it's kind of interesting, but it's all about the women. It's all about the women. So I thought, nah, I'm not going to read this. Well, well w women are people too. Well, yeah, but it's a chick book, Dave. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I hate to say, <laughs> I hate to say it, but I'm, I can sometimes judge a book by its author. A woman is going to have more sensibilities that I don't really care about. Am I going to get into big trouble for all this? I hope so. No. <laughs> anyway um, so i read about 30 pages of it and i thought no and i returned it the ebook and then yesterday uh it was my birthday yesterday my sister sent me this it's arrived now i gotta read it it's a checkbook dave what am i gonna do <laughs> give yourself permission to do the hallet fast forward through the book maybe, maybe. read every other page yeah see if it, you can keep the story straight until i get to the good parts but, you know, actually, in all honesty, it does kind of look interesting because I looked at the research that this 
author did. And apparently she's written other books where she does a lot of research and she's written several about World War II. And she did, you know, she listed in the back all of the books that she read to get her facts straight on this for, you know, things, books, well-known books about the Great Depression, um, FDR and the New Deal, um, all about Hitler and the way he, the way the Nazi party converted ordinary people, all by established authors. So quite a nice list here. Here's a book about the Hitler youth. So if nothing else, I've got a very nice list of references for other books I'm going to put on my list. All right. And I'll let you know how it turns out, but I bet it's all mushy and stuff. It's well, all, they we'll talk see. about having babies and oh my gosh. You know, I did watch the Tomorrow War, which was oh. sci-fi, where the guy goes in the because I've been like quarantined and then Laura gone and yeah, um, and he goes in the future and they fight. The aliens were pretty cool. Otherwise, it's kind of a standard thing. Yeah. Then I watched Quiet Place Two, which was like Quiet Place One, except yeah. I, I really got into it. Just the concepts they do this deaf thing and you can't make noise and yeah. Um, so I kind of, the actors were really good in that one. You're on an Emily and, Blunt kick, huh? Well, I don't think she was in Tomorrow War, was she? She was. She played the female lead. You're kidding. I, Officer Tom Cruise, yeah. <laughs> no, no. Then I did the wrong one. This is the movie with the um, oh guy who is in the Saviors of the Galaxy. The... Yeah. Uh, Chris Pratt. Yes. he. This yes. is the oh. one with him. Oh. The aliens are these white monster creatures. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. yes. Okay. Unless I got the title wrong, but you know. I and then I, I last thing I did, where the crawdad sing, and I think that may be more of a chick thing, but it, I, I really liked it. It was nice to get back to a human story yeah. instead of aliens tearing yeah. people up. Yeah. Well, you're a good sensitive guy. Well, it, it was, it had a nice little ending, a little twist, and a kind of, you know good look at america during that era and yeah living on your own and really it is relationships but yeah also a, a legal thing you know with court it's a court drama so yeah so about recommended right i i do yeah we'll get a bunch of letters we'll see what people think <laughs> we'll get inundated and speaking, speaking of letters yes <laughs> I'd like to say thanks to Kai Axford and Braxton for subscribing to us on YouTube. And thanks to Rick N for his kind donation. Bless you, sirs. Bless you. Uh, I've got an email here. I guess it was an email. I'm sure it was. Some were, some were comments I cut and put in there. Okay. Uh, Alan Canamore says, it is fixed. Thanks. It's the links were... Oh, did we have some bad links? Okay. Or 
It wasn't oh, coming into the iTunes. That's right. It wasn't downloading. So we fixed the links to, or we fixed whatever was keeping the links from going to the RSS feeder that feeds the, the podcast catchers. Thanks and to Jeff. Just listen to it. Great episode. Like you. Oh, great episode. Like you guys. Doug does so much for the ASL community. So I guess this was our interview with Doug Rimmer. Yeah. I'm glad he's recorded for posterity. I wonder how he'll handle this newfound fame. Well, it's hard to know. We, Dave and I are pretty insufferable. Now we go to restaurants expecting to get the best seats and <laughs> wear our hats in public. And yeah. We were guilty of that at Gen Con a little, and someone did talk to us and recognize us. Yeah, one person. They, I don't remember them buying us breakfast or anything, but no. that's coming. Well, an anonymous left a comment on the Planet of the Apes scene with Dave on the beach reminds me of the ending of Planet of the Apes. You blew it up. You rolled a 12. <laughs> Changing the dialogue there. Good good idea. Yeah. Um, let's see. I got one here from Lloyd Bonagora. I'm reading the revamped version of the John Russell book called There's the Strife about the battles in April 1945 between British versus Creek Marine SS. Wish I could find the uh, TOT scenarios for this. TOT. Um, Time on target. Yes, thank you. That one goes way back. Slowly the catching up. Slowly catching up on the podcast. Love it, Dave and Jeff. Well, thank you, Lloyd. Thank you. Um, yeah. So anyone out there, if you have access, legal access to the Time on Target scenarios, and can share them or um let's see uh mike i think we interviewed him i think he helped produce that maybe he can get us some kind of links or something yeah they i think there's talk of them republishing some of them too but i'm not sure if only we had a time machine mm -hmm. and then we had a comment uh, i enjoyed the show with you guys at one point one of you suggested the release notes for the new version to be added to the vassal menu version so Oh, that's yeah, that, a groomer himself. Yeah, so when it's done, it's a great suggestion, easy way for players to see what's new when they need it while playing. So, um, yeah, Doug published that on the Vassal link. You can go see it today. I'll try to put the link in the um, notes. Yeah, it's still in the beta. So the prob the next version of Vassal it'll roll out to the to the masses. <clears throat> Yeah, but he did put up what they're looking at changing so everyone yeah. can see. Yeah. Then uh, Anonymous went on to our recent episode and said, best box art review ever. Very well done. The interplay with Dave, the artist, and Jeff as the straight man who actually sees what's going on is classic. Bravo. Yeah, I don't know. What, what does he mean by that? You were like a straight man. Um, I don't know. I just accept the, uh, the compliment. Oh. We have a lot of, uh, a lot of listeners named anonymous. Apparently it's a pretty, pretty famous name now. And nobody wants to be known as listening to the show. Yes, that's right. That was probably from, uh, let's see, who would it be good? Tom Cruise. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah. Uh, this letter from Brad Ralston. I'm just getting back into ASL after a long hiatus. I'm glad I found this podcast of great information and you guys have great synergy. As for chat GPT, 
I tried the Bing version. I don't know what help it would be. I certainly can regurgitate stuff on the web, but it apparently became offended when I asked how ROF works. It suggested we should move on to a new topic <laughs> from Brad. That's hilarious. Yeah, I haven't tried ASL stuff in there. We should pause after the letters and put a question in oh. about ASL to chat GPT and see what it gives us, and then we'll talk about it. So that's, let's do that on this show. We'll take It'll be quick. Okay. Okay. Uh, here's one from the ASL Academy, guys. Gentlemen, thanks for the kind words at the beginning. I really appreciate it. And keep up the good work yourselves. I usually listen to your podcast when I do yard work or when I'm taking out the garbage. <laughs> yeah. And that's, I think, thanks for letting us know. Cause yeah, you, it's, as Jeff was saying, we're, we're on YouTube, but it's, we still want to have a podcast that you yes. listen to while you do other things. Cause just sitting in front of your screen that long, is not healthy. Unless you're watching ASL Academy videos, which are excellent. Yeah. Probably um, for you. Well, yeah. And those are good. You guys have a great, great site. Yeah. Um, so much stuff there. And Gary wrote and said, really enjoyed the conversation with Doug. I might suggest having him back twice a year to cover the updates and each Vassal release. The updates coming in 6.66 sound great. And also want to thank Doug, the two of you and all the others that put in so much effort supporting this great game that we enjoy you're welcome and we also thank everyone else doing all the great stuff too yeah. yes and here is one from mark a solo asler in salem oregon may not be solo for long people are going to probably going to salem oregon just to find mark yep he writes, hi, guys. Not long ago, you asked for any suggestions about what listeners would like to see or hear on the podcast. At the time, I thought, how could anyone think to improve on perfection? Well, he's just saying that. Well, he's right, though. Then, of course, I came to my senses and realized there is plenty of unrealized potential just waiting. But we have to work with what we have, LOL. There are two suggestions, really. First, I recently was thinking about your interview with the Vassal developer and how nice it would be to hear from him again. Well, that's been seconded by somebody else, or firsted, I guess. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Perhaps just before there was a new Vassal update to let us know what was coming. Second, along those same, same lines, is it possible to get play testers in to talk about upcoming projects just before they go on pre-order? If this is timed just before the pre-orders begin, then the design would be final. So at that point, it would be simple, simply to be a book tour for the upcoming product. Oh, I, I get what he's saying. Mm -hmm. People are always curious about upcoming products, both from MMP as well as third-party publishers. Well, that's we could do that. We we're certainly, try. yep, kind of like the Ken Dunn and Perry interview. And yes. we're open for all of you developers to contact us. Yes, and if any of you who are producing ASL products want to really boost your sales, come call us, write us, and come on in and be on the show. You can be on as often as you want. Yeah, and send a free copy that I can review on in yes. What's in the Box. Yes. Thank you, Mark, for those suggestions. Yeah, and last letter is from Drake, uh, the Drake. Thanks for talking about my scenario. Oh, I meant to go back and look at which one was his, but we I covered all the scenarios from... Oh, right. Yeah. Last show, I think it was. Uh, great to get in some street cred in the ASL world. Oh, you deserve it. 
And Michael Dorish asked if he could use my SPR scenario in his book. And he graciously gave me a copy of his book with an included. Hope you enjoyed the scenario. We haven't played it yet, but we're going to get to those someday. Yeah. Yes, indeed. Yes, we are. Yeah. Dorish's so, book. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, we should look at that. Then we got a uh, rather surprisingly fabulous email. I shouldn't be too surprised when it comes from Dennis Donovan, who is a, always a fount of new and interesting uh, ASL asides and things like that. Let me just share my screen. Um, share my screen to show you this. He calls it the ASL periodic table. And we're going to put a link to this on our website. So if you would like to see it, you can just go to our website and then and pay us $20 to download it. I'm kidding. And all that money will go to Dennis. I'm kidding. None of it will go to Dennis. No, I'm anyway. Here, here we are. It's the ASL periodic table, which is kind of brilliant. Let me see if I can get zoom into this just a little bit. CA is covered arc. Well, if you're looking at it, so this is this represents uh, are you screen sharing? Yeah, yeah. No, I'm sorry. Can you see it now? Okay. Yeah, I forgot that. Yeah. So this is the ASL periodic table. And if you're familiar with the periodic table of elements, you will see the similarity there. And he has this, this nice legend at the top that shows you what all of the symbols mean. ASL periodic table. The number. The abbreviation. Yes, the number of the item. The abbreviation, the name, the rule oh. section, where it comes oh. from. And the... Uh, Commonly used uh, OTEM, etc. And then I like this part of the the legend where it says yellow. Yellow squares are yellow. Blue squares are blue, and magenta squares are magenta. I don't know some <laughs> for that other than than they're just colors. But yeah, if you look at one of the, some of these, like I'll zoom in on the H, so you can see H H is for vehicle notes. And there's the rule section, vehicles 1.008, I guess. Yeah, I guess. H1.008 probably is where it starts. I don't know. Actually, I'd have to look at that. Yeah, I don't chapter H. LI means last impulse. BE means uh, beach overlay. G13. <laughs> yeah. It's very, very creative. Very creative and cleverly done. I like K right there. K, yes, kill. <laughs> e means kill. So we'll put this on our website, uh, maybe in PDF format. Sure. Lots of fun. Yeah. Thanks, Dennis. Thanks, Dennis. He's up with this stuff, but the guy is, is kind of amazing. And that's letters. Okay. In advanced squad leader, how many flamethrowers may be carried by a single man counter? It's thinking. It's thinking. According to a website about advanced squad leader acronyms, FT stands for flamethrower, an infantry support weapon that can deliver high, power, high firepower attack at short range. However, I could not find any information about how many flamethrowers may be carried by a single man counter. Do you have any other source or clue that might help me answer your question? And then it, uh -huh. gives, and then it gives some suggestions. So we could ask... Uh, aslplayers.net. Oh, and it takes me right to a word about flamethrowers on the aslplayers.net website. Okay. So it actually asked us to help it. Yes. 
this might be useful in the future. Yeah. I'll just say, never mind, it's not important. <laughs> what? What? It's very important. I think each show, we should come back and ask a similar question. <laughs> see if it, it's progressing over time. Sure, sure. We can do that. Yeah. It can be our new segment. Yeah. Chat GPT. Yeah. There we go. Fantastic. So what's next, Dave? Could it be? Uh, oh, we have to draw a winner for a contest. Oh, oh excellent. Always fun. Almost forgot. So I've got some various dice here. Where's the rest of my dice? Oh, there they are. Okay. My dice bag is upstairs in anticipation of our upcoming. Oh, okay. Bonus pack. Yes. Winner bonus pack number two. Winner offensive bonus pack number two. I put the label contest on it so I wouldn't sell it on eBay. Good idea. And how many entries do we have? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. I see eight. Okay, Dave. So we have uh, eight contestants that uh, wrote in. They, they had to write, write in W-O in the subject line of their email. So let's go over to the dice. And we're going to have Matt, John, Michael, Brett, Richard, Pierre, Charbonneau, I hope you're not in France, Mark, and Robert Barrett. Barrett. Okay, so we're over in here. In that order. On the dice roller, this is uh, rollerdie.net. Got an eight-sided loaded up here. Let me just roll it a few times to get it warmed up. Okay, this is practice only. Practice only. Okay. And now... Okay, ready? Here we Official go. Roll. Official roll is here. Go. Four. Number four, numero four, which is, can't see because I think Jeff's sharing screen. Oh, I will stop sharing. One, two, th one, two, three, four. Brett wow. Snyder, Brett. Congratulations, Brett. Brett. That'll so go to the U.S. Post Office? Yep. So it should be there within a couple of months. No, very quickly, because my right. eBay stuff goes fast, and I go every week as I'm clearing out my basement. Yeah. Okay, great. Well, congratulations. We have other contests coming up, so stick with us. Yes, indeed. But today, now, we have... Even if the show's not interesting, it's good to come here because you can, you know, get gear. Mm -hmm. Okay, now we're going to talk about drop zone. Oh, I like the what's here. What's oh, oh my God. goodness, what's, 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 what's in, in, in the box? It's drop zone. Son Mire Eglise. My screen behind me has a picture of the map, but you can't see the whole map, so I'll post that online. It is a seven foot and a seven and a half foot map. That's right, Jeff, you saw it. Record. Yes. The, well, I didn't see it live because. But you thought it would make a great what? I thought it would be a good table runner. It's kind of thing you want to leave out on the table at all times. Your wife's going to love it. Yeah. It doesn't have to be for a particular holiday at all. Make a deal with her. Tell her you're going to read the German wife, the chick book, but she's got to let you leave the map on the table at all times. Absolutely. Life doesn't have to be hard. 
Yeah, that is quite a map, Dave. You were you uh, how was it when you first had opened it up and unfolded it? Were you like, whoa, I can't believe it, it keeps going. Yeah, lots of fun indeed. This is one part of it behind me, just hanging on the wall physically. So so how many sheets does it come? Does it come in the, the usual two by three? The three of the fold out. It's three fold outs. Yeah, that one behind me. They're all equal size. Yep. Okay. And they overlap just slightly, you know, on the edge. Okay. I don't, I haven't looked at the scenarios. It does have some campaign games. We'll look at all that. This is the Nouveau All Plain and the Chateau Grandval is on this. And to whom, before you go any further, to whom do we owe our many thanks for producing this fine product? Well, this we owe our thanks to MMP and Ken Dunn. So you want to hear all the background, listen to the show we did with Ken and Perry. Thank you. <clears throat> but the show is brought to you by who, Jeff? Well, it's brought to you by Bounding Fire Productions. And That's right. Which is a one of the great, truly great purveyors of ASL products. We love, we pretty much love everything they've ever made. It's really good quality. And... They all will love to hear from you. You should go over to the Bounding Fire website. They have not only their own products, but they also have a few products from people overseas in France, like LFT. And so uh, go to Bounding Fire Productions, buy lots of stuff, tell them the two half squad sent you, and just spread the love. Indeed. And I think Dave, Timon, and I are going to play one of their products once we wrap up the Korean War uh, game. Oh, okay. Cool. But so what do you get here? Um, yeah, what's in that box besides the map? I mean, really, do you need anything else? You just want to love the map. Just need map, especially if you're, well, I guess if you're playing on Vassal. So it's seven foot long. And then that's the reason why they made the map seven foot long is so for you tall ASL players that like to lay on your maps and just enjoy them in that manner, you can, you fit. Nothing worse than trying to fit on a single map sheet that's two by three feet. Yeah, there are three campaign games and 11 scenarios, which I'll do a deep dive later, okay. most likely. Yep. There's, um, you know, they range in, in size, but, but they're usually smaller with uh, the campaign game being your larger things. The sheet of paper <laughs> with the punched, three-hole punched, and... They keep putting in the blue one. Oh. I don't know if they know it's my copy. I think it's just for and you. They just stick that in. Oh, it's Dave's copy. Let's put Dave. in the blue one. No, I bet they put it in for everybody. It's like the Dave Kleinschmidt. I don't like to say memorial because you're still alive. I'm, yeah, for, for now, I'm still alive. Although when, when, when this cold started, Jeff, I had this <clears throat> slight difficulty, you know, breathing like <clears throat> yeah just and i was like uh, usually the cold start in the nose so this one started in the chest ah. i actually was thinking like oh i have lung cancer from smoking for those 10 plus years yeah. all that other stuff i smoked yeah. and you know okay so when laura goes to florida i'll go get an mri and we'll find out it's funny and how right away i'm like oh i'm doomed you know and then you know, it loosened up and um, it's phlegm and then it's straight. And I'm like, oh, this, thank you, Lord. This is cold, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know. 
but you know how the brain works yeah <laughs> right away i wish it would shut the heck up most of the time <laughs> here's a bunch of counters can you see them i can see them very well this is the a a airborne very can sweet looking counters wow control on the backs ah great control counters. you know you get a little of your berserk your wall advantage if you're running short of any of those yep. Rex, and of course uh the troopers so i'll read about the new german troops in a, in a minute Excellent. and some extra 747 american paras always got it gliders but i don't i know there's no airdrops maybe there's glider landings i hope in this game a new sniper counters and steeple counter oh very nice steeple counter yes box holes yes. couple vehicles m4a1s i don't know why we need those martyrs maybe they have different machine gun i don't know that's somebody greasing perry's palm yeah we need more martyrs perry here's 50 bucks put it in the next print but the ones we've all been waiting for and i'm kind of sad there's only three counters of these but uh let's see Oh, yes. Oh, the cows. The herd of cows. Moo. And then for box art review, if you were wondering what the cows look like if Salvador Dali painted them, they did a Dali version on the back. Look. Okay, hold on right there. Oh, it looks like liquid cows. It's like the clock melting. Yeah, it's the, yeah liquid it's, time. It's I think the Dali. Dali oh, yeah. Cows. Indeed, cows. I yeah. Isn't that cool? That is so that is so who drew these dead cows. Dead cows. But uh, they should have their legs up in the air. What should like real dead cows? You know, what's with that? Cows. Yeah, dead cow. Everybody knows when a cow dies, the legs go up. Yeah. What's up with that? And <laughs> then you got your drop zone, semiglise, iglise. Everyone loves our French. Oh, campaign game. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yep. For track. And then those, of course, those little maps you get where you can Xerox them. And I don't know. I, are we supposed to record our hidden things here? You know, I got to ask Perry that next time I talk to him. What? Who uses these maps? What is the purpose of these? There's probably some major thing that you and I have been missing all these years that yeah. to go back. and. I, I did use it for the Tarawa, like, you know, or those where you got all those hidden pillboxes and tunnels did you, and did you write on it yeah copy it right but then all these other games yeah they all maybe yeah i don't know somebody kind of kind of small to see the yes hex number but anyway yeah. yeah hey our listeners can write us a letter and they they're the best at keeping us figuring things out i think we should do t-shirts with the dead cows on there yeah <laughs> Time to redo. Do you have squads t-shirts? Yeah. So with drop zone, you get your three maps. They line up like this. I'll send up, I'll try to post that photo. Yeah, great. This rules section talks about the off train off map terrains, pretty standard stuff. Concealment seems to have something new. All infantry and their possessed weapons setting up a concealment terrain may do so concealed regardless of line of sight. Isn't and I meant to go back and double check this for the thousand playings of the game. You think, yeah, come on. 
right? You can't set up normally in line of sight and concealment terrain hidden, right? It has to be out of line. So that's different. Yes. Yeah. And you don't have to purchase the concealments. It's free. So that really is the bocage. All these maps are the bocage rules. So, um, so the ability to have more concealed guys set up in your line of sight at the start of the games and stuff. The side setting up may conceal all eligible units before the other side views the setup. Likewise, the side setting up second may conceal all eligible defenders then. Um, and then the rule SM5, San Mayor Iglesias 5, German Sturm MMC. Mm. They are a 537 second line unit that was in the counter sheet. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And the note on that I thought was the best thing to look at here. You know, I like reading the notes all the time, but yeah. so the footnote is starting in 1943, many German army level commands established training locations and programs to teach specialized attack tactics for battalion sized units and blah, blah, blah. And then these troops were generally well armed and taught to use a wide variety of weapons. But by 1944, there was a limited pool from which to fill ranks. Initially during play tests, these were represented by a 548 squad, but their high morale was too powerful. And we thought the typical squad should have a higher than normal firepower, but be somewhat brittle like a second line unit. So we considered using the 547 squads that, but thought that Sturmtroops should not be so significantly better than a regular second line 447 just to have higher firepower. So we eventually settled on a 537. Some playtesters commented the fact that the 537 is replaced by a 436. And then if it battle hardens, it goes to a 447. So a lower firepower, but longer range. But in most situations, the 537 will be more valuable than a 447 anyway. So they felt just go with it. You know, even though normally a 537 or 548 would come back up to a 548. Right. In this case, it could end up a 447. You can hear the phone. Yes. Maybe that's Perry. Oh, wait. <laughs> I'll leave this in. Um, hello, Perry? Perry. Um, and they said optional. If you want to record the ID numbers and then have those squads go back up to the 5-3. So oh. Go ahead yeah. and do it. Okay. They give us permission. Yeah, to make more work for yourself. Thank you. Thank you, guys, because we wouldn't want to do anything illegal. No. Now, there's gammon bombs to represent those. The Americans may use the ATMM as if a 1944 German with a little variation. To uh, rewrite a rule. Yep, and then there's Jeep rule, special Jeep rule. All the Jeeps for Americans get hidden initial placement. Um, well, that's interesting. Treated as infantry when set up behind Bocage. I don't remember the vehicle rules behind Bocage, but maybe yeah. you could see them too easily. A Jeep is small, probably historically. Wouldn't see the Jeeps even moving around behind Bocage. I don't know. but And I like this little terrain time. Terrain time. I'll add the girls in right there over us. Um, the Bocage they added a little line to show an opening gap. Oh. A path, a little path line 
on the hedgerow. It's easier to see it. You you know, it's on certain hexes though. Is that right? On any gap in a hedgerow. Any gap in a hedgerow, meaning, but it has to be visible on the map. A visible gap in the hedgerow yeah. is a gap. Yeah. They added the brown line to show. Okay. Quickly, you can quickly look and see. Oh, I gotta get to that hex because it's got the gap. Got the gap. Rather than wasting your time searching around, am I yeah. missing a gap that I need to use? And they felt the gaps. Their note on it was that it, you know, it's going to be important in all this terrain country yes. to get find those gaps and move. So of course it's going to be important to defend them if you're well, a defender. And I apologize for being a little obtuse. Mm -hmm. So if you look at the map itself, there are some bocage hexes with gaps in them. As as any game, they're actually in a lot of the boards. So yeah. you will find gaps. But, yeah. Okay. Yep. But um harder to see them. Yes. They felt add this little brown trail break line through there to help players quickly see them. Okay. So yeah, it's not a new thing. Typically the roads would go into them though on a lot of boards. And I think there's a gaps all over in the historical setting. So paved roads and walls, bocage. Um, there's a, well, I'll skip that one. There's, they just added a village square terrain. It's really like a regular boulevard rule, um, but it applies to any unarmored unit using bypass on this big hex. So if you're bypassing, you still have to take the extra negative for the boulevard rule. There's a, I guess, this is a new terrain, a building road hex. I don't oh. remember if this appears in any other hmm. rules. It probably does somewhere in Stalingrad or something. But to move, it just clarifies how you move from the locations, how you do assault. And they gave some nice um, graphs. I'll get to on those. Street fighting. And so this rule on the paved roads and the bocage what you're going to find in this game is they had this long central road running through the terrain historically mm -hmm. and the normal rule is that the americans sitting you know the, the bocage is zigzaggy right so they've come up with a fairly simple way to say if the unit german units are moving across the road or routing not advance you no longer count seeing the hedgerows along the edge of the hex. So normally the edges of the hex shooting through the bocage blocks line of sight. Right. They opened it up because they're trying to say this squad is sitting in the road, right on the edge of the road. He's going to be able to shoot any moving unit or router. Okay. All the way down. So it's as if the bocage ran across the, ran right along the road. And it's, the line, and your line of sight magically goes along there, not okay. hitting the bocage. Yeah. Okay. That's it. A different level is different. Uh, I could block it again. And then if it's advanced phase, you still count the bocage as blocking the line of sight. So you okay. can. So it, it seems a little complicated, but it's all explained right here. And it, it creates that problem historically of crossing that straight road, 
they they couldn't run it this way down a head you know down the head what do you call that hex spine right <laughs> they couldn't do yeah. that the hex side yeah and they you know they didn't turn the map so it would run that way right it just wasn't working out yeah and then uh section explaining the building half building half road hex how you all the hexes buildings around it can do um street fighting it's pretty logical you pay for the road then you pay for the building if you're moving through yeah that irrigation ditches make their return i know we covered these on previous shows talking about it they first came out in pegasus bridge i think and i saw them somewhere else too but mm -hmm. the little rules for that Kind of like it's just a infantry can take a little cover in there, no one else. It's a really small, you know, man-made crick. Okay. Down by the crick. Down by the, the craw where the crawdaddies sing. And then the and I like this. I forgot to point it out on the counter sheet, but it look at this roadblock. What's different about that, Jeff? Oh yeah. It's off the road. And how many arrows? Yeah, two sets of arrows or two arrows. Yeah, normally you have one arrow, right? Right. So this can block the road and off the road as you were okay. observing, right? Right. Which was always a problem. You place a roadblock and you're like, dang, I can't, there's this curve on this hex side. Yeah. Why can't I just put a roadblock all the way across? I have to put two in there and then face them different ways. So the double roadblock now exists. That was on the sheet that you showed earlier? Yeah, it had to be. Okay. Yeah. wonder how many. Not enough. Um, Makes me wonder now. So that. Only one. Only. Oh, my gosh. Let's start printing some, Dave. We can yeah. <laughs> big money. Fill the gap. Well, is, so is that going to be integrated into the rest of ASL, do you think? Or is it only- Well, the rules are typically there because like the rule states, this counter represents two roadblocks placed in the same hex. It's treated as separate roadblocks for all purposes. Replace the counter with a normal roadblock should one of the two be removed. It's just a nice uh, way to give you one instead of stacking up stuff. Okay, yeah. so you have to, in the order of battle, you have to have two roadblocks. Yeah, normally, and put them like I said earlier, you normally would have to put two in there to block the whole right. thing. Okay, so, so not replacing the single roadblock with a double roadblock. No, and there's no extra rules other than okay. the counter, you know. And then the cows. So the cow has rules about being possessed by demonic spirits. It's kind of like the, yes. you know, the, the, the pigs in the in the yeah. in the new testament so if the cows are have to be possessed by a german uh sp spirit devil worship spirit mm -hmm. and then their eyes go red and then oh my gosh that's and then they have yeah special rules they can breathe fire the milk comes out sour <laughs> it smells like sulfur yeah um so yeah you have to possess the cow so you pick it up the troops have to carry it on their shoulders. Um, so they're, <laughs> they're just wow. hurting it along, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. 
and there's rules for moving it. Um, Move. Well, it's short enough. Let me, I'll just read it real quick. We got time. We'll finish up with this, maybe. Okay. Um, the cow may be possessed by good order infantry cav, also. Not calves. Cavalry. <laughs> the cows can be possessed by calves. Yes. This is yes. Really confusing. There are no baby cows. Oh, okay. Would just be wrong to yeah, kill baby cows not. in right. ASL. Yeah, you don't want that. A veal for lunch today, guys. Um, they move along with the possessor. <laughs> it can be portage, transferred, recovered, and dropped like a support weapon. Is immediately abandoned if the multi-man encounter loses good order status. So I guess if you're berserk, you no longer care about hurting your cows. This is all a joke, isn't it? No, no, it, it's real. What is the purpose of the cows? I mean, is that part? Of, is that like a victory condition? Say, I'll, I'll read you the footnote in a second. Okay. Um, you got me the on the edge of the barn steps here. <laughs> a cow can never be hidden beneath an entrenchment counter or transported by any kind of vehicle. The cow entails no portage point costs, so and it can't move in the advance phase. It has three movement factors. It can be increased by leader, which I thought was odd, or road, which made more sense to me. A multi-man encounter possessing a cow may not search, climb, blah, 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 blah. Um, so you get a plus one ambush die roll against you. You know, you've insane. done that, Jeff. You've tried sneaking up on people with the cows. You know, remember yeah. when we were down south in southern Illinois at the farm? Yes visiting your friend and we tried sneaking up on those people with the herd of cows and they heard us coming yeah. the bells ringing yep. the cows know me it's my scent it's my alfalfa aftershave i think and then all infantry get the plus one tem can't be used with other plus tem they take the cows, they take the cows as tem <laughs> they take the hit, the cows. That is wrong. Right. It is. Yeah, it can count with smoke. So plus one smoke, plus one cows. There's also a plus one hindrance, even to dead cows. Oh, uh, that makes sense. And it's not open ground if there's dead cows. And it can be eliminated, flipped to its dolly side. Can a vehicle become hull down if it's adjacent to cows? No, no they're not big enough for that. Not that big. Right. Yeah, there's no casualty reduction for cows, just the first KIA. It's uh, for the unit possessing it. It's um, cow counters flipped to the dead cow side and may, and the remaining results occur. A dead cow may not be possessed. It provides no TEM, but it's a hindrance only. There you go. And there's rules for minefield clearance for cows, but it doesn't apply in this game. Okay. But hmm. you've seen some World War II movies where the cows have been hitting minefields, right? Yes. So there is a rule for that. It's not pretty. Not pretty. And then it gets right into the um, campaign game rules. I'll read you the footnote on the cow. Cows were common feature in many battlefields, especially prevalent in the dairy country of Wisconsin. Oh, yeah. I mean, Normandy. Ah. War is often hard on our animal friends, and Normandy was no different. 
Cows are sometimes used as mobile cover by troops and in other inventive ways, usually detrimental to the cow. Yes, I'm sure. So we took the horse's rule as our starting point with some differences as might be expected. A cow represents a small herd of cattle, which is often unwieldy to control. They cannot be broken down into subunits, cannot be possessed by a single man counter, need to be reacquired by the side that possessed them. Moving with cows slows you down, can't double time or gallop. Gallop, you cows. Yeah. I'm sure if you whipped them hard enough, they'd gallop. There are enough cows in the herd represented by a cow counter to provide a TEM when under your control and a line of sight hindrance when bad. Although minefields were not used around Semeriglis, we have included the rules for how cows interact with minefields. Just in case. Yep. Since these were not a rare occurrences in World War II. That, sir, is what's in the box. I can't wait until we discover that Italian troops can turn cows into shoes. 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 I was, I was thinking sausage. Yes, I guess. Yeah. Think of all the all the rules we could have. We could have a lot of silly rules. Sausage <laughs> rules and <laughs> sausage rules. Yes. Rules for shoemaking leather. Yes. It's all coming. And we thought ASL had reached the pinnacle, but no, they're just they're entering a new phase. ASL animal squad leader. Yeah, well, very good. That's it. I mean, it all sounds fascinating. I can't wait to actually look at it because I haven't received my copy because I didn't order one. And but, we're not in person. I couldn't bring it to you today. Next time. Next time. So I guess that'll wrap this show up. It will. Okay. Well, thank you, Dave, for being so prepared as usual. And uh, glad to see you're on the mend. Yeah, uh, much, much better. Good, good, good. And thanks, everybody, for listening. And remember to, wait a minute, clink and drink. Oh. There we go. Clink and drink and roll low. And rally well. But not when you're playing. Not when you're playing us. That's right. Bye, everybody. Bye-bye. Mm -hmm.